Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hope Athinga podcast. My name is Wilma Noah, and I'm the training and development specialist here at the Native Learning Center. And with me, I have Crystal Sedino, another training and development specialist here at the Native Learning Center. Thrilled that you guys can listen in on this week's podcast. Very exciting. With us, we have a very special guest. She's worked with us before on trainings and so on and so forth. I have Shante Moore, Director of Native American Financial Literacy Services, and she's a certified financial educator. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Shante. Thank you, Crystal. Hi, Wilma. I appreciate you all for having me on the podcast. I'm so grateful to have another opportunity to share with the uh, podcast audience. So hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Shante Moore. I am an enrolled member of the Navajo Nation. I am also African-American. As mentioned, I am the director of Native American Financial Literacy Services. Our company specializes in providing financial literacy workshops specifically to tribal nations as well as organizations that serve tribal members and we teach people how money works. So thank you all. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your podcast. Absolutely. And we appreciate you taking the time to do this too. It's, you know, we know you got a life. You're busy. <laughs> You're busy. <laughs> yes. So um, we have a few questions for you. Well, what's today's topic, Wilma? Today's topic is elevating your finances in 2020. Because we want all y'all to elevate those finances. Yes. <laughs> and not just for 2020, but like for any time. Forever. Yes. (laughs) So uh, go ahead, Will. Okay. So Shantae, how can we take our personal finances to the next level? Yes. I'm so excited to talk about this topic because like you mentioned, we all want to do better with our money, right? And oftentimes when I meet with folks, they tell me, you know, Shantae, I want to start saving. I want to do better you know, I'm making more money. I want to get out of debt. They just don't know where to start. So I wanted to share five tips for folks on how they can elevate their finances in 2020 and really just to get a good financial foundation established um, so that moving forward, we can all be confident in our money working the hardest for ourselves that it can be. So the first tip that I always share with folks is number one, just to take responsibility for becoming financially educated. I know it's kind of cliche, but a lot of times we just don't know what we don't know. You know, for myself, I have over 14 years of experience in the financial services industry. And had I not learned what I learned, I probably would not know anything about managing my money because I came from a very poor background. I grew up on the South side of Chicago. So if you guys say I'm sounding funny or if I have a little accent, that's the reason why, Uh, because I'm from (laughs) Chicago. But, you know, my parents, we were poor, you know, and I'm sure a lot of folks have similar upbringings where we don't come from money, you know, and if mom or dad didn't learn about money, then how would I learn about money? So the first thing that I tell folks is you really have to take a vested interest in becoming financially educated because there are so many scams. There are so many people that we hear in the news who are taking advantage of people. And I think it's just more important just to have confidence in your money. Um, You know, when you sit across the table from a professional, sometimes it can be very intimidating for them to, you know, for you to talk about your money and them to give you advice. But 
when you have a little bit of knowledge, you know, it'll really give you the opportunity to move from being insecure to secure about your money. And, you know, I just think of it just being in war. So in the war for your money, there are two weapons you'll need to win. Both are inexpensive. One is having a solid foundation for your financial education. And second is having an experienced guide, one who can provide continuing education and industry resources when it comes time to make key decisions about your money and your future. And I hope that our company will be able to be a resource to some of those folks out there who are wanting to get educated. Okay. So you said that you offer financial literacy workshops and uh, live webinars. So how is there a charge or is there like a fee for this? Yeah. So right now folks can go to our website, which is N-A-F-L-S, literally the acronym for Native American Financial Literacy Services.com. And you'll be able to check out all of our webinar and workshop offerings. We teach workshops in person. We also do live webinar workshops. And then we also have pre-recorded workshops so that if you wanted to just download and, you know, have a digital copy of a pre-recorded workshop, we offer all those as well. And on the website, you'll be able to see our different pricing structure. So the pre-recorded webinars are the least expensive. However, if you were to download a copy of anything, you can use it however you want to. We give you those copyright authorities. And then if you wanted us to come and teach on site, for example, if you have, you know, for your local Indian center, we could come and teach a workshop. Obviously, there'll be some cost for the instructor to come out there. But all the prices are listed on the website and you can check that out there. We talked about that war with money, <laughs> the, uh, the tips that you provided. How can you talk to your kids about money and set them up financially? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best thing when it comes to our children is just to be a good model of someone who manages their money and has a healthy relationship with their money. So, for example, myself, I'm a mother of three children. And my oldest, my oldest daughter, she is 11 years old. And then I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. And it's so funny because, like I said, I grew up poor, right? <laughs> like, I didn't have anything. I remember when, you know, my family would be driving through Chicago, and I knew not to ask my parents to stop at McDonald's because they just didn't have the money. Um, and my kids, you know, they live a totally different lifestyle. They're lucky, you know, they don't have any needs or want for anything but it's because I was able to become financially educated. So one thing that I do is I, mo I model proper, you know, healthy relationships with money. I talk to my kids about saving, you know, my kids, they ask for everything and everything under the sun, especially when we're in their store, you know, they, you know how, you know how it is when you get into the checkout line, then all of a sudden, oh, mommy, I want this, <laughs> you know, I want that. But I tell them, well, where's your money for it? You know, did you work hard for it? Did you save you know, don't just depend on me. So I always, right away, I talk to my kids about taking responsibility for their choices. And when my kids earn, you know, um, their allowance, and I tell them, make sure you bring your money with you because you now have money, so you don't have to depend on me. And it's funny because now they think twice about purchasing something because 
my kids like to have, you know, they like to have their five or singles in their wallets and they hate to have to pull it out to pay for it. So it's funny because now they're learning, you know, I don't want to spend this money. I actually want to keep it and hold on to it. And another thing that I do, especially with my 11 year old, because she's a little older, she has a better understanding of counting and money. So I give her a book, you know, I have a book right now and I'll be happy to share this with all the podcast listeners. It's a book. The name of it is called How Money Works. Stop Being a Sucker. It's my new favorite book um, that I came across because a lot of folks, they really, you know, they don't know that they're making bad financial decisions. And, you know, I like the, the boldness of stop being a sucker. You know, I think of those dumb, dumb suckers that the banks always hand out. Like they're handing those out for a reason, you know, because we're all being stuck. <laughs> right. So, like for my 11 year old, I give her this book. Um, it's so easy to read that you know she's able to understand the financial concepts in it, and even the other five, the other financial tips that I want to share, I'm I'm actually taking them from this book because they're so good. So I do want to you know share about the other four tips as well. The first step was getting financially educated. So using a tool like this book could be the first step in helping get that financial education. And I think it's so funny that you mentioned like creating that better relationship with money and understanding, you know, kind of like how it works and that, you know, teaching the kids that, hey, you need money for this. And, you know, you telling your kids specifically, did you work hard for it? You know, make sure you bring your money with you and so on and so forth. Because when I grew up, I grew up in a, uh, pretty much poor household where, you know, like you said too, you know, you pass McDonald's and you know not to ask because the answer is going to be no or, you know, whatnot. But in my case, I do remember my mom not really explaining that whole concept of money. So it was very like, okay, we don't have it. Like, it felt like this very like elusive, like in the air, like, does money really exist? (laughs) You know, like, do you really not have it? So that was always, you know, something that went on and, and, you know, growing up for me at least. So that's great that um, you mentioned that. Well, yeah. And I'll just add to that point real quickly before I share the other tips, you know, it's taboo, especially in our native culture to talk about money Um, and really a lot of other cultures as well. You know, it's like, oh, well, you don't need to know how much money I make. You don't need to know, you know, what we have or what we don't have. And when you think about the wealthy people and some of their characteristics, they're the complete opposite. Wealthy and rich people, they talk about money all the time. They talk about money to their kids. They talk about money to their business partners. They're like, oh, yeah, I just made $1,000 in this stock trade yesterday. You know, they have no problems, no issues talking about money, whereas us, on the other hand, where we come from, you know, families who don't know about money, who never had money, it's taboo. You know, we don't talk about it to our kids. And when we don't talk about it, when we don't explain, like you said, what money is, how it works, you know, I think about historical trauma that a lot of tribes face when it comes to like capitalism and money. So there's a lot to kind of, you know, there's much more into that, but especially in 2020, it's vitally important for our youth to start learning about money. And we can't, as adults, we cannot be afraid to have those conversations because where do our kids learn anything? They learn it from us. You don't want them to learn about money from bad people who are doing bad things. So you are your first step 
and providing your children the, a good financial education. So that's why our platform, we specialize in teaching adult learners about money so that you can then teach your own children about money. So yeah, yeah. great point. Yeah, absolutely. All right, what other tips do you have for us? Yeah, so the first tip was to get a financial education and just to be responsible for that. So to get into a little more practical strategies, the second thing that I always talk to people is having proper protection. Uh, when we uh, think about obtaining a financial education, you know, having proper protection of your income should be the first thing that you complete, you know, and why? It's because without your ability to provide for your family or your business, you know, that stability that your family and business enjoy today, it could become a hardship that they might need to overcome tomorrow. So what does that all mean? You know, when we talk about having proper protection, it's really to protect all of those who depend on you. You know, sit down with your financial professional, have a conversation with them about life insurance as soon as possible. You know, and you're probably like, life insurance? I'd say, what does that have to do with money? Life insurance, you know, it protects all the what ifs in life that comes up, in particular, a premature death. And if you already have life insurance, you know, when was the last time you had a review? Um, you know, the, the insurance age industry in particular, it changes so much constantly from time to time. So you want to make sure that not only do you have life insurance, but you have the right amount and that you're not overpaying. Other things to talk about when we think about protection, we're thinking about like disability insurance. Sometimes, especially in families where they're the only breadwinner. For example, I have family, most of my family lives in New Mexico. And in that area, there's a lot of oil fields, there's a lot of oil mines. And typically the husband is away for two or three weeks at a time, earning the money while the wife is home with the kids. I always talk to my family back at home, you know, God forbid, but what if something happened to your husband while he's away and he doesn't come back home? You know, that's where we have to have a conversation about life insurance so that being a stay-at-home mom with young children, you know, the life insurance policy would pay her money so that she could continue to take care of her kids now that her husband is gone. Mm -hmm. Or again, same thing with disability insurance. That's if you become sick or injured to where you can't go to work and you can't bring in an income. You know, a disability insurance policy would replace your income for a set amount of time to your family while you recover and while you get better. Um, another insurance that I talk a lot about is long-term care insurance. And that's insurance for if you have a long-term illness or say if you have a rehabilitation that might take one or two years. You, you know, you have to think while you're recovering, you're not able to earn an income. So a long-term care insurance policy or benefit, again, would provide your family money when you're not able to earn an income. You know, at the end of the day, you have to always remember your greatest asset to your family is your ability to earn income and to bring money into that household. So we have to protect our ability to do so, whether that's if we get sick, that's if we get injured, or if we have an untimely death in the family. So proper protection is absolutely the first thing. You know, I talk about insurance with all my clients. I tell them, look, I don't care what your budget is. The number one thing that I will address first 
is having you properly protected because I'm not doing my job as a financial professional if I don't have that conversation with you. I want to make sure that if your workplace offers something, great. Let's see if that's enough. If the workplace doesn't offer anything, then we definitely need to get something on your own. And to be honest, I don't even like to depend on the job to take care of those things for us because we know that we transition in and out of jobs all the time. So if you leave a job and they had your life insurance, then there goes your life insurance policy. So I like to talk to folks about having their own insurances that they own on their own, that they're paying for. And they can be very, very inexpensive. You know, we could think of life insurance. Um, again, talking about death is a taboo, especially in our culture. But it's the absolute first thing that we should all look at when it comes to protecting our finances, especially in 2020. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. As well, we would say totes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What else do we got here? How about, because we have some notes here, what about understanding um, the current market trends and how they affect your money? Yeah, so that was one of my, that's actually my next financial tip, my third financial tip. And that's becoming financially educated, but, you know, we really want to leverage investing and investing accounts. And a big part of that is potentially investing our money in the stock market. And I tell people all the time, like, look, I mean, even myself, it can be very scary to think about, you know, putting our money in the stock market. You know, I don't know what the best stock is to pick or we wake up to the news in the morning and they say the market was up or the market was down. And it's like, what do these things really mean? Right. So my mm -hmm. biggest tip is, number one, if you want to really grow your money and I'm talking about really accumulate wealth you will have to look at potential investments tied to the stock market, whether they are directly invested in the stock market or they are a product that follows the ups and downs of the market. Now, again, that goes back to being financially educated, but also relying on a financial professional who specializes in understanding what's going on in the stock market and understanding how different investment accounts work. So I'll just say this because I just came back from a big convention where, you know, me and my business partners, we were learning, we were just getting all types of updates on the economy, you know, what's going on with the stock market. We have the census coming up this year, we have a big election year, you know, what's happening. So I'll just say this to say, um, you know, and again, this is just my personal commentary from my personal you know, experience, you know, many people have been following the market for the past 10 years, literally since 2009, the market has been going up and it's been going up and up and up. And you hear people saying, oh my God, you know, the market can't go up forever, right? It's going to have to come back down soon. Um, you know, I'll be happy to say that, you know, a lot of economies, economists across the board, they don't actually foresee the market tanking anytime soon. We do not see a recession happening anytime soon. And when I mean anytime soon, literally for the rest of 2020, the market should still be performing very well, maybe even going into next year, 2021. So what that what that is, it's a good opportunity for people to get into the market or stay invested and to continue growing their money. You know, if you've been, you know, let's say you have a 401k at work. And if you've been putting money into that over the last 10 years, 
you should have been seeing your account balances growing and increasing ever, you know, steadily over the last 10 years. On average, the market increased about 30% just last year alone in 2019. So you don't want to miss out on those opportunities to really grow and invest your money. Again, you want to work with a qualified financial professional. Our company would be happy to help those folks if you really want to start investing. Or let's say you are investing and you want a second opinion. All of our all of our instructors, not only do they teach the workshops, but we're all licensed financial professionals and we all have the appropriate licenses to help with investments, you know, to help you pick out which investment account you should do. How much money should you put into it? You know, which 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 investment product should you pick? You know, that's our area of specialty. So I tell people all the time, you know, when we hear things on the news or maybe our next door neighbor down the street, you know, don't listen to them. You know, work with a professional because everyone and should be invested differently. And just because something works for someone else does not mean that it'll work for you. And another quick tip I could tell anybody, if you want to understand, you know, if any news is fake news, you know how we all see those crazy articles on like Facebook or like right now the coronavirus, that's a big topic right now in the news. If you want to, you know, if you want to learn how those things might affect your money, Pay attention to the market. You know, if a crazy news article comes out that says, oh, you know, North Korea did this, you know, X, Y, Z, I'm just using hypothetical. Look at the right. market, you know, see if the market went up or down the next day. If it, if it was untouched, if nothing drastic happened, then it's fake news. Um, you know, a lot of times people think, oh my God, there's a war going over here, you know, <laughs> When you think about news and the you know that's coming out, it does not affect the market if it does not go up or drop drastically, you know, then it's fake news. Because billionaires, again, rich people, they know how to manage their money. They know what investments to keep their money in. And they are the ones who really keep the markets going up or down. So that's like a quick tip. Like if you really want to see if is this something that should be impacting my money. Just check out, you know, go on the news the next morning, see if they say, oh, the Dow Jones was up 500 points or it dropped so many points. Then that's something that's relevant that we should be paying attention to. Otherwise, it's fake news. So um, I hope that helps. You know, when it comes to investing, there are no one size fits all solutions whatsoever. And again, that was my third tip, you know, work with a professional who can help you mitigate the market ups and downs, who can help you invest with your budget for your goals so that you can be properly invested where you're comfortable when it comes to the stock market. Mado, thank you for sharing all that information. I learned a thing or two and I did as well. We just kept raising our eyebrows and looking like, at each other. Uh, <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. Maybe I yes. need to get on that. Yes. Maybe I need to do that. <laughs> Tell us, Shantae, how can they reach you again? Yes. Absolutely. Um, if anyone wants to reach out to me directly, you could email me. That'll probably be the best way to contact me. Um, and my you email me at Shantae, S-C-H-A-N-T-A-Y at nafls.com. You can also go to our website, nafls.com forward slash financial hyphen advising hyphen services. So that's nafls.com 
financial-advising-services.com and you'll actually be able to go there and request a meeting with one of our licensed financial professionals. Uh, and what we'll do is we'll set up a 30-minute phone consultation with you, get a good idea of what your financial situation is, kind of talk through any areas of opportunities, and then we'll be able to go from there and help you create a financial plan for you. So one thing I just want to highlight, not only do we educate you and help you with creating your financial plan, we also help you implement it. So for example, like I talked about life insurance, if we say you need life insurance, we'll be able to actually help you shop around and apply for the right life insurance product. If you, you know, if it comes out that you need, you know, a Roth IRA because we need to help you save money for retirement, we can actually help you find the right investment companies to do that with and help you open the account and pick the investment. So where we just want to be a good resource to not only where we educate you, but we also give you that one-on-one guidance as well. And again, those services are free for anyone who's an enrolled tribal member or descendant, or for those of you who are out there working in Indian country. So similar to like uh, like Native Learning Center, if you're a part of Indian country and helping those we do the same thing. We want to offer a lot of these professional resources for free because we know a lot of times we don't know where else to go. And we know that the typical mainstream industry, they're not talking to us about money. They're not going to our reservations to help us. So I hope that we can be a resource to many people out there. So thank you guys. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share today. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And if our audience is looking for some technical assistance, please feel free to reach out to us. We can contract with Shantae because she's actually one of our subject matter experts on financial wellness and financial literacy and whatnot. So if woman and myself aren't available, Shantae, I can, is it safe to say that you're available? Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's her number yeah. one goal. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So um, in that event, if you guys are, please feel free to reach out to us and you can reach the Native Learning Center at 954-985-2315. My extension is 10701 and Wilma's extension is 10664. And then our email addresses are K-R-Y-S-T-A-L-C-E-D-E-N-O at SEM, S-E-M-T-R-I-B-E.com, SEMtribe.com. And Wilma's is W-I-L-M-A-N-O-A-H at SimTribe.com. Awesome, guys. So now you know how to get a hold of all of us. Uh -huh. There's no reason not to elevate your finances in uh, 2020. 2020. <laughs> no reason at all. No excuses. Stop being a sucker. Right. Stop <laughs> being a sucker and don't take those suckers that the banks give right. you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. And we're glad you joined us. Thank you. Hope to catch, we'll definitely catch Shantae another time, but we hope to catch our listeners another time as well. So thanks, y'all. And that's it. All right. Bye, guys. Have a great day.